fans and welcome to episode 105 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we are reading chapter 11 of Powerless, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. That's right folks, over there you can get in touch with me with email, Twitter, some other dorky things. It's super fun. Send in some feedback about the show like I'm yelling too much on this episode. But while you're there, you can buy one of two books that I wrote and then bothered to have published. That's right. It's uh, Bringing Balance and what's the other one? Offworlder, both available for sale there. I should really make this one available for sale too. Like maybe just not edit it at all and just make it available. I think that'd be cool. I don't know. I gotta see. So today we're recording back on our regularly scheduled Sundays. Uh, The lovely Laura went out to help some cats. So I'm at home alone, you know, doing some laundry, gonna make the bed after this. Very exciting. Uh, But uh, yeah, nothing really is happening that's new. Uh, it's hot as balls today, so we get the air conditioner running, which, uh, I mean, the air conditioner predates our buying the house by approximately 16 years, so it's not doing great. It does it has trouble, but it's not bad, I guess. It's very dry in the house, I gotta give it that, but, you know, when it's 90 out, getting the temperature down to 72 is a real problem for this thing. But it's trying. I can't get mad at it. I should probably just get it recharged. It needs some Freon. we got a big leak in it somewhere. I'd say every, like, five years it needs Freon. So maybe i got to just do that, you know? Mm. Sorry, already starting in on my drink. Which, I mean, since I'm already drinking, I guess we shouldn't hesitate, right? So today we're reading Chapter 11, and it's a long MFR today. Uh, it is 179 lines. Um... And I'm doing a lot of like that mouth click thing. I've noticed I do that on the podcast quite a bit and it's annoying as hell. I, uh, it's hard to stop. I don't mind when I say, uh, or make like doot, doot, doots and all that kind of stuff to waste time while I'm trying to read. But I think the, uh, the, like, uh, whatever that clicking is, I think it's me trying to like, uh, you know, reposition my tongue while I'm talking. Yeah, I gotta stop doing that. All right, sorry about that. So, chapter 11. This is a big, long chapter. Uh, They're going on a road trip. Huh? That's exciting. Our heroes are hitting the road together. Uh, I don't have any other notes, though. This isn't gonna be, like, an exciting chapter, but I don't think it's bad. Uh, I'd say, like, if the book was comprised of chapters of this quality, it could be almost as good as one of the other ones I wrote. (laughs) But it's not. They're all terrible. So why don't we see if I'm right as we dive in to chapter 11. So for today's episode, I am sipping on a nice glass of, uh, this is Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks. Put an ice cube in here because it's hot as balls. As I said, ice cube already melted, which is not good, but yeah. Very good whiskey. This one does well on the rocks. I might go as far as saying Jim Beam is better on the rocks. I don't know. It's a tough call. Jim Beam in that uh, 1783 from Evan Williams. 
Yeah, they're probably a little bit better on the rocks, I'm going to say, than Wild Turkey. I love Wild Turkey. It's going to be like right up there, number two. Fa- 101, I love drinking neat. I think that one tastes delicious, very strong. The uh, regular Wild Turkey at like 84 proof, eh, it's not quite as good, but it's damn good. But I think I prefer their stuff neat, you know, no ice. Eh, what are you going to do? Okay, I gotta actually get the book open here so we can read this goddamn nonsense. All right. Henry and Margot were traveling north in a northerly direction, right? <laughs> Henry and Margot were traveling north of Straw Hill just an hour after leaving Margot's house. Were they in Straw Hill? Uh, is that that close? Okay, I. Does anybody remember anything about these these towns? Okay, it, all right, so they walked to Straw Hill, and then, I guess in an hour. Okay, all right, that's fine. They sat, oh, that's why it was so fast. They sat in the back of a wooden cart, drawn by one horse, and driven by one of the drivers in the temple's employ. At the next town, they would need to find alternate transportation. They got company cars, very nice. Continuing to, they could probably just Uber when they, do you think they have magic Uber in the world of magic? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. Continuing to use the temple's resources would give their presence away too easily. The pair was traveling to a town called Jackpond. Not a bad name. What do you guys think? One word, Jackpond. I think it's all right. I don't know. A largish regional center in a province north of the temple. Is that, okay, province is lowercase. Is that like a formal province? Like, is it a, I don't know, right into the show. Henry had heard of the place, but Margot had visited many years prior, she explained. While still a country town, she said there was an old fort on the outskirts that the magistrates were more than likely now once again staffing and using. Okay, that was a a lot of like adverbs going on there. (laughs) They would need to infiltrate it. However, they wouldn't arrive in town into well into the night in the best case scenario. Arriving at a town Henry was un- was entirely unfamiliar with, the couple jumped out of the cart, which promptly left them behind as it turned down a side street. Looking for a way home. Okay, sorry, I wasn't reading. <laughs> All right, let's secure our next ride, Margot said, starting off towards an inn. Henry dutifully followed... Be- oh, Henry followed dutifully behind. There we go. I got it right second time. Let's have some booze. Hmm. Oh my god, I got a text! How exciting! It is the lovely Laura. Oh, some cats are beating her up at cats. That's fun. I mean, it's not fun to get, like, scratched and beat up by cats, but the fact that they want to play with you, I guess, is nice. Nice. I mean, it's hugging and scratching your neck. I mean, that's not so bad. Oh, and they're, they're being nibbly. That's cute. Let's write back to Laura. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Okay. Um, does anybody know where we were? Margo wordlessly stepped inside an establishment. Henry saw it was called the Leaping Bear. All right, that's not a bad inn name. What do you think? Should that be one of my discussion questions? What's a good name for an inn? <laughs> that would make the number, what, three, the third time I've done that? Probably. Okay. 
Henry saw was called the Leaping Bear, which had a delightful picture of a bear jumping over a fence on the sign. Aww. He laughed once to himself and stepped inside. Ha! I didn't do the step sound effect, though. When Henry's eyes adjusted to the room, he saw Margot already speaking with the bartender. Do you know anyone heading towards Jackpond that would be willing to provide us transportation, she asked. The wiry bartender responded, I might. What business do you have, comma, in Jackpond? <laughs> Something with the magistrates, I'm guessing? Henry glanced around the room. The inn was rather empty for so soon before lunch. Only one table was occupied by three older gentlemen playing cards, ages and much, and a barmaid wiped at a table, occasionally looking up to watch Margot and the bartender. When Henry caught her eye, he smiled, but she returned to her incessant wiping of the same table. She's going to ruin the varnish, am I right, folks? Is that, is that something you put on wood? I feel like it is. Our business is private, Margot said to the bartender, and we'd appreciate some discretion. She placed some amount of money on the bar. Of course, he responded, sliding the money off the bar. Glancing to his left, Henry could see the barmaid looking at Margot intently. She had stopped scrubbing entirely. The man you want to see, Mr. Midris, ooh, that's a fun name, can take you directly there for a price. His price might be somewhat steep, but you'll have safe passage and no problems. He is quite discreet, I assure you, the bartender said. That seems, uh, I don't know. Shady? I'm guessing they don't go with... I actually know. I don't think they go with him. All right, we're going to find out more. <laughs> Is that a spo spoiler alert? Okay. Um, if you uh, don't want this spoiled, back up 30 seconds. And then when you get there, advance 30 seconds. Okay, here we go. Uh, thanks for coming back, everybody. Henry uh, glanced back at the barmaid who was now looking directly at him. Okay. Once he was looking, she began slowly shaking her head to indicate no. Henry squinted at her, confused, and she shook her head more fervently for a moment and promptly, promptly walked through a back door, presumably to a kitchen. Nobody else seemed to notice. We'll find him there, thank you, Margot said. Henry realized he had missed some of the conversation. As Margot turned to leave, Henry nodded curtly to the bartender, who ha I picture him doing like that, uh, that like soldier kind of nod when they're like stand up straight and nod quickly. Yeah, uh, it, I hope that's not just like a Nazi thing. The one thing I'm thinking of is in maybe it might be Indiana Jones, but it could be um, uh, Top Secret. Anybody seen that movie? If you've seen the movie Top Secret, it has a cow on the cover. With boots on, right into the show, jeffreadshisbook.com. Okay. Good God. Uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, I, I walk towards tables. Okay. Ugh, I'm tired. Um, perfect, she said. Okay. We'll find him there. As Margaret turned to leave, Henry nodded curtly to the bartender, who I am really losing it here. Uh, sorry, guys, who had returned to cleaning glassware and followed the black-haired woman outside. 
Perfect, she said, emerging into the sunlight. We just need to find this Midris guy by the eastern stables and... Henry grabbed Margot's arm and started walking towards said stables while still in view of the inn's windows. Jeff drank whiskey. Margot, we can't do that, he quickly explained. Sighing, she said, Henry, we can afford it. That's not... Oh, wow, so Henry's cheap now. You know, that really hasn't come out in the story ever, I feel like. Henry's never been cheap, so that's kind of shitty. Good authorship, whatever. Okay. That's not the problem, Henry continued. The barmaid inside was trying to warn us. What barmaid, Margo asks, because she's, you know, upper class and doesn't notice the help, I guess. Wow, what a bitch. She was cleaning a table nearby and was paying particular attention to your conversation. Why didn't you say something, Margo asked, annoyed. Uh, Why didn't you say something, Margo asked, annoyed. What if she was an informant? I suspect you were talking to that informant, he countered. Do we go check him out, Margo asked. Let's walk that way for now, Henry suggested. But no, we shouldn't let him see us as well. Who's him? I don't know. Does anybody know who him is? Ugh. Let's see. Between the next two buildings as they walked, Henry could see the same barmaid, spelled completely incorrectly, in the alley. Hey, she said and waved to them, waved them to follow. Henry grabbed Margot's hand and pulled her into the shadowed alleyway between a general store and another inn. Did he tell you to see Midris? she asked. Henry could now say that she appeared to be a teenager. She wore a dress, apron, and bandana, and she still seemed to be carrying a rag. Yes, Margot said suspiciously, eyeing the young woman and spelling the word incorrectly. Don't. It's a trap, she said. What kind of trap? How would you know, Margot asked, because all women hate each other, crossing her arms. Henry thought she looked intimidating and rolled his eyes. The girl seemed to notice his eye roll. She looked back and forth between Margot and Henry nervously. Henry felt better about this woman than the bartender, and Margot was taking away what might be their only assistance in town out of a sudden abundance of caution. Listen, we're coming from the temple near Sandhill, Henry started. What are you doing? Margot exclaimed, putting her hands up in frustration. And we just need to head to Jackpond. And Jackpond, Henry continued. Actually, I don't like saying that word anymore. I take it back. Not a good town name. And we're just heading. We just need to head to Jackpond, Henry continued, while Margot stared into space, shaking her head in anger. I thought you might be, the barmaid responded. Midris works for the magistrates, she said, noticeably calmer now. He would take you directly to them, basically. They set up a trap on the road north and surround you. You wouldn't know until it was too late. Margot now had her forehead resting in one palm. What do we do now, she asked. What do we do now, she asked with an exasperated tone. I'm not doing good reading. I'm going to say the last two chapters. Jesus. Mm. No drinking break, just for me. Um, 
My brother can take you to Jack Pond, she suggested. He'll take a less patrolled road, and he won't try to trap you. Okay, that's great, Henry said, trying to show some enthusiasm to get Margot on board with the revised plan. Where can we find him? My family's farm, she said, pointing south out of the alleyway. She provided them with some simple directions that Henry thought he understood. Uh, don't they have GPS? Just ask for Byron. Is it going to be Byron the whole time? I guess so. Uh, and say that Beverly sent you. Oh, that's cute. The parents use the same first letter. I hate that, actually. That's always annoying. Unless it happened to you. Because if you're listening to this and that happened to you, you're cool as hell. All right. I have to, or if you did it to someone, I guess. I'm old as hell. I guess I could have, like, multiple children at this point. With, what what letter would I choose? You know what? Uh, I think it'd be baller if you tried to go with, like, a hard one with Q or X. That would be, yeah. Yeah. And Q wouldn't be that hard, right? You got, like, Quentin, uh, Quinn, um, Quinny, uh, Queen Amidala, um... Um, I'm out. I don't know anymore. Okay. Uh, boop, 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 boop. All right. With her last statement, she ran down to rear alley. Rear, we ran down to to rear of the alley. Henry called out, thank you. And she waved without turning back around. I think it's a drinking break. There's like two very quick, uh, blind breaks. So let's say it's a drinking break. Mm. Mm. We'll just have two. Who gives a shit? Hmm. All right. Ten minutes later, the pair was walking towards a farmhouse on the outskirts of town. The wooden wooden building was painted bright pink, and white rose bushes grew up against its front. Is that a good thing to put rose bushes like right up against your house? I feel like it would attack attract like wasps. I don't mind, like, uh, bumblebees. They're cool, but wasps I don't want. I don't know. I have, like, little mini rhododendrons. Do you guys even care? Right up against my house, and I get bumblebees. Not so many wasps. I feel like, I don't know. Roses seem like a big pain in the ass. If you don't think they're a pain in the ass, write into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. A single barn was set back from the small home. Margot found it to be adorable. Aww. And walked to the front door, smiling as a separate sentence. That's supposed to start sentences with and. That sucks. When she knocked, she heard footsteps and a woman appeared when the door swung open, wearing an apron and looking like an older version of the barmaid, spelled correctly this time, they had just spoken to. Can I help you, she said, using a towel to brush flour from her hands. Ooh, somebody's baking. Pandemic baking. Drinking break. I don't think it's an actual drinking break, but... Hmm. All right. Did you guys do a lot of pandemic baking? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. That would have been a good discussion question. Did I just waste it? Eh, I'm lazy. You might have to tell me what you baked. We're looking for Byron, Margot said calmly. What's he done this time? The woman asked, pursing her lips. Nothing, Henry said. Margot stared at him, waiting for him to continue, but he just stood waiting. Margot sighed audibly and explained, We were hoping to have him take us to Jack Pond. Beverly said he could help. The woman studied herself 
and Henry for a moment. The woman studied herself. You'd probably want to say Margot. <laughs> Looking them both up and down. Are you two from the temple? She asked finally. Yes, Margot said with moderate surprise. Well, come on in, she said, stepping aside. We'll be having lunch in a moment. As she shut the door behind them, she yelled, Byron, it's time for lunch, causing Margot to jump slightly. Oh, so she's doing like the old, Byron, it's time for lunch, right? That kind of yelling. Did that sound good? I could pause and check, but I'm not going to. Probably won't even take it out. Okay. Sorry about that, my lady, the woman said. Please, come have a seat in the dining room. There's bread and cheese and apples. She motioned to a doorway through what Margot now saw. Through what Margot now saw was a sitting room. The dining room was small and dominated by a table. What room did they just go to? God damn it. (laughs) Um... The dining room was small and dominated by a table for four that had two plates, a loaf of bread, some and some cheese resting on it. I hope she puts out, like, some lunch meat, too. That'd be good, huh? Like some salami. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say fucking... They don't put it on those, like, meat trays, but bologna rocks. Put some bologna out. I like bologna. I'd eat that rolled up. You know what I mean? Put a piece of uh, American on it, too. Yeah. Or, uh... I don't know. You could do one of like the fancy bolognese, like with uh, olive loaf, something like that might be good when you make your like meat and cheese tray. Um, I don't know. What else do you guys like? You know, like pepperoni is obviously good. Right? All right. I Now I'm hungry for fucking lunch meat. I didn't eat lunch yet and it's already like almost two. That sucks. Let's see. Uh, Their host disappeared through another door, saying, I'll just grab some plates quickly. Please do sit. Margot looked at Henry, who simply shrugged and seated himself at a chair without a plate. Margot followed suit. Once seated, she heard running behind her. Turning back to look into the sitting room, she found a boy, probably only twelve if that, standing in the doorway, staring at herself and Henry. Oh, hello, he said, and took a seat across from Henry. Margot felt dread building inside her. The woman reappeared from the kitchen with two more plates and apples balanced on top. Byron, this is... she trailed off. I never got your names. I'm Henry McCallum, and this is Margot Lafleur. Henry said. For real, the boy said in a curious tone, voice, whatever. Margot looked at him, confused. For real, Henry said, at least I think so. Beverly told these two that you could take them to Jack Pond, the woman said. No, I think maybe there's been a mistake, Margot said, her stomach sinking. They couldn't have this young boy wrapped up in their task. Henry, maybe we should please Miss Lafleur stay, the woman urged her. Have some lunch and hear us out. We didn't get your name, Henry said calmly. Margot was highly annoyed now that she was taking this all in stride. Margot was highly annoyed now that he was taking this all in stride. Okay, okay. It's because Henry doesn't care about anybody but himself. I think that's true. All right. I don't know, though. Margot's been kind of a bitch in this. (laughs) Oh, yes, sorry. It's Beverly, she responded. The same as your daughter, Margot asked, confused. A long loaf of bread suddenly appeared in front of her face, and she saw Byron holding it out to her. 
Yes, our children have the same names as us. My husband, Byron, is out in the fields today, so he can't join us. Please take some cheese, she urged. Gladly, said Jeff. Ugh. Henry sliced some for himself while Margot took some bread from Byron. Oh, God, I could go for some cheese right now. I got a couple, uh, like, blocks up in the fridge. We might have to make that, um, they might have to make that happen after this. You know what, though? I have, like, uh, some from, we got a gift basket, I think, from, was that from, that was from, uh, the lovely Lara's parents for something. God, I don't remember now. I think it was from them, though. But it had, like, uh, what is that? Is it Harry and David? They're not, are they the chocolate people? I don't know. I don't know. But it had, like, a summer sausage in it and some cheeses. But the cheeses weren't, like, spectacular. That was kind of a bummer. Because, like, I expect it to be substantially better than that, like, rectangular block I get at Discount Drug Mart down the street. But it just wasn't. It was kind of like, eh, it's a little too squishy and flavorless, I guess. I don't know. Does anybody know where I was? We were talking about cheese, right? <laughs> Let's see. I've heard of you two, he said, after Margot took the bread. You both saved all those people trapped in a crystal. They say that a black-haired woman burned down a magistrate's office. Was that you? He asked, wide-eyed, as he bit into an apple. Yes, I mean, no, not really, she stammered, caught off guard. It was burned down, sure, but I didn't mean to do it. She looked at Henry, who was struggling to hold back a laugh. <laughs> wow, Byron said, clearly in awe. Margot squirmed uncomfortably. Byron, can you take, can, uh, okay, god damn it. Byron can take you to Jackpon safely, Beverly explained. He goes that way regularly for all sorts of people, and he's careful. Also, he seems quite taken with you. Margot's eyes widened as Byron whined, Mom! And Henry started laughing. <laughs> Is there anything worse than a parent, like, teasing a kid about being, uh, like, in love with one of his, like, a, a woman or a little girl or something like that? It's so funny. I don't know why. Mm. Okay, let's keep going. Sorry, that was loud when I put my drink down. Isn't he a little young to do that alone, Margot asked nervously. He'll take good care of you, Beverly said. Looking back at Byron, he blurted out, I heard that you can make a monster appear out of nowhere, is that true? Who told you that, Henry asked, visibly amused. Another wizard, he said simply, starting in on more bread and staring at Margot expectantly. I... Yes, I suppose I can, she said, forcing a smile. And that ends chapter 11. Well, I'm going to say that wasn't like a bad chapter. Nothing really happened in it. We met a couple people. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure how long they stick around or, you know, how much more they're going to appear. But we did meet them, and that's fun. Um, what else? Uh, there was, I guess, do you even call that intrigue that a bartender lied to him and then like somebody, the waitress that worked there kind of told him, hey, you probably don't want to go uh, do what he said and then sends him to her house and then they got lunch. I don't know if that's really intrigue or excitement. <laughs> it was actually kind of dull. Like it would have been... 
probably better for the book and the readers if they actually went with the bad guy and then, you know, had to fight off an attack. And then maybe the barmaid's brother showed up and rescued them because she warned him that they were going to be attacked. That would have been a fun little, you know, gallivanting through the countryside and doing magic and attacking people. But here we are not doing that. So whatever. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it was an okay chapter. So that one doesn't like make me mad or anything. I do like that the little boy is in love with Margot. That's cute. Ah, uh, that's nice, right? Uh other than that though, I don't know what else to say about it. Huh? It was okay. It was okay. I think the next couple chapters are going to be all right, except, you know, it, the whole point of this is if you'll recall, they're going to steal paperwork. So that's stupid as hell. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Anywho, why don't we do some discussion questions? Because I feel like I'm losing my voice. You know what it was? Uh, it was that yelling into my hands. Did you guys hear that? I might have cut it from the episode if it sounds really bad. We're going to find out later when I edit this show. Very exciting. Okay. Discussion questions. All right. Question one. So... Inside the house, during lunch, they got to eat some cheese. What are some good cheese recommendations? Like, to eat alone. What are some... I mean, I guess with crackers, but let's stick with just the cheese. Cheese should be star of the show. Uh, I will say I love, like, a uh, smoked Gouda. Oh, that's good to eat, you know? And you can just cut that shit up. Uh, some of the, like, like crumbly cheddars are awesome, too. I like those. Uh, I feel like a Havarti really needs a cracker... Brie clearly needs a cracker. What do you guys think? You know what I think that might be really good, but I never see it. It's like, can you get like a wedge of Parmesan and just eat it? That sounds awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't like Parmesan cheese? Now, it might be insanely salty, but I don't care. I, I think that sounds good. Uh, and I mean, you can go like, if you're going like lunch meat cheese, uh, you know, Munster cheese is awesome to just eat. Especially, it tastes better where they paint the cheese. That's the best part. Uh, some American cheeses kick ass. And if you write into the show and tell me it's not cheese, then go fuck yourself, right? Yeah. So give me some cheese recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or And, you know, you can always expand upon it. Say, like, you know, if you're going to have this freaking uh, smoked Gouda, you got to go with, like, a... Uh, duck salami or something like that i had that once at the grocery store i still remember how good it was but all right let's see question two okay so they're gonna have byron drive them to another town even though he's 12 in a cart have you ever let a kid drive your car huh how about that or if you were a kid have you ever driven a car as a kid right i think the closest i've ever come is like, uh, I think I used to get to shift the car when my parents were driving sometimes, which, I mean, that's pretty easy. You know, if you know what a manual transmission is. My last car had one. I would let the lovely Lara manually shift it for me sometimes, but alas, that car is gone. I cry for it every night, but uh, I miss it. Yeah, would you ever let a kid drive? I had, I've known people who said, like, when they were, like, 10 or 14, just driving cars around like maniacs. Yeah, right into the show. That's fun. And if you do want to write into this show, you go to jeffreydisbook.com. Right there are three ways to contact me. Uh, if you're an old man, you can hit me up via email at jeff at rainbow-100.com. That also works for old women, right? The ladies, you know, that are my age. Uh... 
Wow, that sounds really bad. So I guess you're not supposed to call them old, right? <sighs> Whatever. I'm not being... Listen, all right, we're all old, okay? Get over it. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so if you're, like, used to using email, write into the show at jeff at rainbow-100.com. If you're a super freaking computer nerd and run your own Mastodon instance for some insane reason like me, you can hit me up there at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. And if you're, what do I want to say, probably in your like 20s or 30s, you can hit me up on Twitter. Maybe not 20s? Maybe not. Wow. You can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. I feel like that's like the 30-year-olds hanging out in there. I don't know. I feel like the 20s are going to be like the Instagram peeps, right? And then, you know, teenagers, they're going to be doing TikTok or maybe a little Snapchat mixed in with the like late teens, early 20s. I don't know. Right into the show. Tell me what I should be on. <laughs> I have no idea. I have Instagram, I think. <laughs> Who cares? That sounds old manish too. I have an Instagram account. And I think it predates Facebook buying them. I don't know. I don't use either. Who cares? Ugh, gross. Anywho, uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, I'm going to finish this whiskey. I'm going to go make the bed, check on some laundry. So until next time, Keep on reading!